If you think back over the last 100 years or so, it's amazing the technological advances that we have seen. Cars, planes, TVs, organ transplants, space exploration, microwaves, computers, smartphones, and the list goes on and on and on. Everyone here, no matter what their age, can think of some new technology that has come about in their lifetime. I read someplace that the 1900s were, was called the century of progress. Well, I think the 2000s are not doing so bad either, as we continue to progress even faster. However, I worry, and this is a dangerous thing that I'm about to do in a place like this, in this specific city, surrounded by universities and companies whose very focus is the advancement of technology. But still, I worry that these advancements have also led our society to a type of spiritual arrogance. We find ourselves, I think, tempted to put so much faith in what we can do as a society that we place none in God. We're temp we are oftentimes having our focus purely on self-fulfillment, on self-actualization, on reaching our human potential, that we strive to firmly place ourselves at the center of our universe and ask God to just step aside. If you think about our scripture passage this morning from Jeremiah, if you are honest with yourself, who here with the choice of being the potter or the clay is going to choose the clay? The thought of letting ourselves be in someone else's hands, even God's hands, makes us very uncomfortable. We're taught to be our own boss. We're taught to be in control. Think of that invention of inventions. The TV remote control. Now, I know some of you probably weren't even alive when you actually had to get up and stand up and walk over to the TV and change it. But there was a time in life where you were completely out of control. <laughs> I remember, we didn't watch a lot of TV with the boys when they were growing up, but I remember when Blaine was little, that was a long time ago, sometimes he would grab the remote control when the TV wasn't even on and walk around the house and just point it at things. This thing changes stuff. I'm going to just walk around and see what happens if I press these buttons. It's the same with us. We want to be in control. We want to have everything move at our command. But life doesn't work that way. Life's not as simple as one click and one tap on the keyboard or on our mouse. All this technology, all this knowledge in and of itself doesn't truly satisfy.
when someone near us is sick or has died, when we're feeling alone, we're in the midst of challenge or feeling out of control in our life, all of our progress seems like very little when we realize it doesn't provide us a lifeline to hold on to when we face real crisis in our life. When a quick click doesn't give us the answer we want. Some of you might remember how Pablo Picasso once said, computers are useless. They can only give you answers. Now think about that. Computers are useless. They can only give you answers. The challenge, I think, that Picasso recognized is that they only give you the easy answers, and life is filled with questions, unanswerable questions, things outside of our control. That has to do with being a part of the creative process still today. There comes the words of God to Jeremiah. and God says to Jeremiah, go down to the potter's house. And there see the potter at the potter's wheel spinning, shaping pots. Now I'm sure you've seen this before, a masterful artist carefully molding uh, creating these works of art. Jer Jeremiah sees this as well. He sees this potter there lovingly creating a pot, a pot a little marred perhaps, a, a little imperfect, and yet this potter doesn't throw it away. He doesn't give up. The potter reshapes it. The potter reworks it until it is perfect in the potter's eye. Doesn't mean it's a perfect pot. I believe I'm, it's fair to say that no pot is perfect. But that pot, potter sees this pot as being perfect. And Jeremiah hears the word of God like clay in the hands of the potter. So are you in my hands. How many of us in our life have felt broken, have felt marred by life? Sometimes we feel like a pile of lumpy, misshapen clay. Felt like we were spinning out of control. How comforting it should be at those specific times and at all times to hear the words of God like clay in the hands of the potter. So are you in my hands. That even in our most messed up, broken, challenging times, God is at work, especially at those times, molding and making us with the love of a master artist. You know, it reminds me of the creation imagery in the second chapter of Genesis. It's great imagery how God, it says, formed us from dust of the ground and then breathed life 
into us. We are earthy, dusty, messy, imperfect people, but from the beginning, we have something special. God has breathed into us the breath of God. We are created with that within us, and that's something that doesn't go away no matter how out of control your life might feel at times. Paul extends this Im imagery when he says, we're only earthen vessels, clay creations. With all the frailty and fragility that goes along with it. But remember, Paul says, even in us we have this treasure. A treasure in jars of clay, which is the gospel, the good news of great joy in Jesus Christ, of a God with us whose breath is our breath. That we are created special in the eyes of God, no matter how much remolding and remaking we require. That God sees the beauty of us as God's children. And how important it is for us to have that knowledge, you know, it, especially in times like this, when we feel at times like Henry David Thoreau, you know, I talked about the transcendentalists last week. Henry David Thoreau warned people. This is long before the technological revolution. He warned people how they could become tools of their tools. wasn't talking about computers, wasn't talking about smartphones, but even then Thoreau was worried about us becoming tools of our tools. How easy it is for us to lose touch with that power within us and stake our claim with something outside of us instead of within us, where there is that treasure that is ours with that power that Paul writes with such beautiful words that allows us to know that, yes, we may be afflicted but not crushed, perplexed but not driven to despair, persecuted but never forsaken, struck down but not destroyed. I need to know that. Because maybe you're like me and there's times, oftentimes, maybe every week, we feel afflicted, perplexed, persecuted, or struck down. That the world has an image of us. That we have an image of us that isn't God's image. How important it is to know at those times of that treasure in you. Breathed into you before your very beginning and in every breath you take. We are clay creations, fragile, yes, imperfect, yes, but always in the hands of God. This is really why we share in communion together, as we will in a few moments. It allows us to remember that intimate connection to God that we have through risen Christ. That we are in communion together, that we're brought into communion together for each other, 
as brothers and sisters in Christ, but also in communion with a God that has an intimate connection with us, that invites us to table with a living presence, not a long, long ago, not only long ago in Jesus Christ, but a presence that is a part of your very breath today and forever. We share in communion, we take in the bread and we take in the cup to remember what flows within us, what nourishes us and nurtures us in each and every day. As you come to communion together today, as you come for that piece of bread and that little cup, let go, let go of that need. We all have to say, I can do this on my own. To be the one in control. Because in the end, that's a fleeting dream that will leave you empty in your life. Our God, we can thank, is not some uncaring, unknowing, faraway God. God's hands surround your life as a master potter surrounds the clay, holding on to you, forming you, guiding you in all that you do. And with all of your flaws, I'm, I'm sure you have a few, with a few of your flaws, all of your flaws, whatever they might be, know that God sees the beauty that exists in you. That's why, like last week, we have these little... Um, God's call that you wrote such beautiful things on. If you didn't get a chance to do it last week, I think there's some slips back there to put in the offering plate. It's a time to remember who we are. Not what others say we are. Not what we think we are at times. It's a time to reflect on who God says we are. As God holds on to us and molds us and makes us and encourages us and supports us and breathes into us the breath of God. It's hard not to be in control. Sarah can tell you, it's hard for me not to be in control. But we need to put ourselves in God's hands. That's where truth is found. That's where a future is found. That's where progress is found. Not in our hands with a mouse, but on ourselves in God's hands. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we come together on this and every day surrounded by our everlasting and ever-loving presence. Allow us to see the beauty in us that you see in us. Allow us to see our future as you see our future. Allow us to be willing in this out-of-control world to know that you are there, never remotely, always intimately, in every moment of every day, in every breath, in every word, in every laugh, in every tear, we need not fear. You are alive for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.